everybody. This is Stephanie Krupsack with the Pierbont Living Podcast. Today on the episode, we have Cindy Poise, founder of Supernola. So thanks so much for being here today. Thank you. So we're excited to dive in. So let's start with how did we meet? How did we meet? Um, I think it was through a mutual friend. Oh, so yeah. saying, oh, you should meet Cindy and yeah. you're both foodies, so a lot in common. And the, the CBD event. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we met in person officially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had the CBD launch party. So, which you know so much about. <laughs> I <was> do. Awesome. <laughs> so, um, tell us a little bit more about Supernola. Yeah, so Supernola is my kind of mad scientist creation of a snack. <laughs> um, so it's uh, completely grain free. It's just tree nuts, seeds, and superfoods in chewy clusters, and we'll be launching some crunchy clusters to the mix too. Okay. Uh, but it's all about the ingredients and all about the superfoods in there. So. I made it to be an anytime, anywhere snack that was energizing, really convenient to eat, um, but really tasted good. So all the flavors are really bold, exotic, uh, you know, really full flavors that make you feel really satiated when you eat it. And I can really attest to that. They're very, very good. Mm -hmm. Um, We had some at the office. I probably contributed to eating most of it (laughs) myself. Good. (laughs) So a lot of times for breakfast or lunch, so really good. Mm Mm-hmm. So and you use a lot of ingredients like pumpkin seeds and, you know, yes. you have curry flavors and yeah, really great. Yeah. Great flavors, so. Almost mm-hmm. every kind of nut and lots of seeds and a ton of different superfoods. So some mm-hmm. traditional ones like hemp seeds and chia seeds and flax, mm-hmm. but then some really exotic ones too, like maki berries and golden berries, okay. um, some really different, unique things and even spices like turmeric. Oh yeah. That's a really great. It's very anti-inflammatory. Mm-hmm. Turmeric really and ginger. One. Very good. Um, so I know that you started selling or creating it when you lived in New York and then you started selling it in LA. Mm -hmm. So kind of from coast to coast, now you're in the Midwest. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Crazy. So (laughs) I lived, um, in New York and I worked in banking. So I did corporate investment banking in the energy sector. So like oil and gas companies, like nuclear energy, completely different, Mm -hmm. not at all relevant to what I'm doing now. But, um, basically I got my first job in banking and my boss was yelling at somebody for taking a sick day the first day on the job. And so I kind of like freaked out because up until that point, like I was always sick in life and I was like, I'm going to end up taking all my sick days. Like my boss is going to yell at me and I'm going to get fired. And it was my dream job at the time. So that's when I started to really like get serious about stuff and figure out what was going on. And then somebody kind of suggested about, you know, the whole food is medicine trend was really gaining popularity. So focusing on the foods that I was eating and that's when I kind of discovered everything and started throwing food together and making this snack of mine that was just my little secret weapon. Um, and then when I was out in LA, I started sharing it with people that I worked with, my friends, and they were all just like, you need to start selling this. This is amazing. So that's how it all happened. Very nice. So how did you get into superfoods? So just kind of through that journey and just learning and studying more up on them? Yeah. So originally I started out with just like a basic like nut and seed recipe, Mm -hmm. but I'm always one of those people like if I can get more out of something without putting like extra effort in, like why would I not do that? Mm -hmm. You know, and I was working crazy hours and I was like, I need some kind of secret weapon here. So I started looking up different superfoods and I don't even know how I first came across them. But I just was immediately obsessed. And then I started getting into like, um, you know, South American cultures and some different ingredients and, you know, different things that have just so much of a more health benefit than anything that we're used to having in like the typical American diet. So I got completely obsessed and I would be up on my phone. I remember until like 
you know, three or four in the morning, literally looking up superfoods <laughs> and just like getting lost on like Wikipedia mm-hmm. and like all these crazy websites, just researching them. And then I go out and buy them and I try them. And then eventually like I found my favorites and those are the ones that made it into my recipes today. Okay. And do you still cook with them in like your everyday recipes? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So what is your ultimate favorite superfood? Do you have one at the moment? Yeah. Well, my ultimate favorite like daily is maca. Oh, I love that one too. It tastes like uh, like the malted milk balls kind of that flavor. Yeah. And yeah. the different varieties of maca have different flavors. So mm-hmm. like in Supernola, I only use red maca because it has more okay. of a nutty flavor mm-hmm. and it kind of blends in with everything. Um, some of the other varieties have kind of more of a pungent kind of flavor sometimes Mm -hmm. and I wanted it to really blend in so you don't taste you know this weird flavor amongst all these nuts and stuff yeah um so I use a lot of different varieties like personally but Mm -hmm. in supernola it's only only red maca maca. but it's so good for like energy endurance libido like Mm -hmm. everything it's like your secret weapon you know yeah and women's health too it's very good Mm -hmm. for your um you know your system and Mm -hmm. um, hormones so yeah for that like yeah. it balances your home hormones, I think, actually, yeah. is what maca does. So, mm-hmm. But good for men, too. So, Yeah, that's true for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Not just women. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I do like maca, but I didn't know it was like a, a red maca. I guess I um, yeah, didn't realize there the are difference. Yeah, there different varieties. Okay. So normally they like mm-hmm. mix them all together. So there's like red, oh, black, okay. yellow, mm-hmm. and then they just mix them. Yeah. Uh, but when they separate it out, obviously it's more mm-hmm. expensive then. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> it has different flavors then. So. Okay. Because I think I've just done the yellow maca. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to try the red in some recipes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> are there any um, new uh, superfoods you that are on your radar now? I know there's always, yes. like uh, for me, um, baobab, I think, is yeah. one. It's like very, it's like a citrus fruit. So that one I like. But yeah, what does that one do? I forgot. I think you were telling me before. Um, I, I think it's just high in vitamin C is like yeah. the main thing of that one. Um. But yeah, it's good to add to a smoothie, but it has yeah. a nice flavor. It's like almost like a natural sweetener too. Mm-hmm. It has a sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. And camu camu is really high in vitamin C too. Okay. It's like one of my original flavors of Supernola, I used it in, but then I realized like how um, temperature sensitive vitamin C is. So yeah. if it's above like 100 and like 50 degrees or something like Mm -hmm. that it starts to lose its potency okay or even if it's exposed to air so I was like okay well this sounds good in practice but by the time somebody eats it there's not going to be as much vitamin c content in there so is it really worth it putting it in that makes sense that is a really great thing to bring up because a lot of superfoods any product will lose its you know properties if you heat it over a certain temperature Mm -hmm. and I know you dehydrate your products yeah what what temperature do you have to stay under to make sure everyone gets those benefits yeah so everything's under 200 degrees that we do we don't do anything above 200 which is really Mm -hmm. unique because that's normally not the case yeah most are baked or yeah and Mm -hmm. normal baking temperatures in food are at least like 300 oh, degrees oh yeah definitely so we, we stay in the hundreds that's good <laughs> and it depends on the product because mm-hmm. um, some products will be really low for a long period of time other mm-hmm. ones will be a little bit higher but for like 45 minutes or something so okay. it's you know we try to limit it as much as possible mm-hmm. but then that's also kind of the secret to the flavors that we have because it kind of just you know it takes all the air out mm-hmm. or the moisture and then leaves like a really fresh tasting flavor. So it doesn't, you know, you're not getting caramelization of anything because of the high temperatures. Okay, yeah. It's really just like a natural fresh flavor mm-hmm. in it. That's that really the secret. Mm-hmm. I like that. 
Yeah, I know um, Yeah, cooking at high temperatures is not always a good idea for a lot of foods that people don't mm-hmm. necessarily realize so that you're dehydrating is really cool. Yeah. So definitely sets you apart, I think. <laughs> yes, and we have massive dehydrators. Yeah, kind of fun. I'd like, like to a, see those sometime. <laughs> oh, you should. It's like a jet engine when it turns on. They're so really? loud. <laughs> it's wow. huge. You could drive like a pickup truck into it. Really? That big? So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You have like the trays of food you kind yeah, of we've wheel into it. Yeah, we've huge Um which is fun because we can produce a lot at one time, but it's also just fun. I mean, like commercial dehydration, you can play around with things, you know, like the other day we played around with different um, like pieces of pineapple even. Oh, so like okay. what does the core look like when you yeah. dehydrate the core? Like is this good for anything? Like we're always trying to figure out different things that we can do utilizing dehydration to make different products that might have different you know, eating experiences, but also just different kind of vitamin mineral content because of dehydration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I guess like the, what becomes of the fruit or the product after you dehydrate, like I take, I buy dehydrated fruit and I'll grind it in a coffee grinder and I'll use that to make like protein bites and things. Oh yeah. So you have that great fruit flavor, but it's like in a powder form. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's a good idea. The experimenting and you can see what new properties mm-hmm. it'll make. And honestly, like you never know what is going to come out of there sometimes. So it's like, oh, Surprise. yeah, like whenever we're testing, I'm like, well, I think this is going to happen. But mm-hmm. who knows when it actually comes out? And half the time I'm like surprised. I'm like, oh, OK, I didn't know that would happen. Yeah, that's really so, cool. It's fun. I'll have yeah. to check that out. My dehydration is limited to zucchini chips. Um, oh, so yeah. things like that. <laughs> good though. Yeah, they're good, though. Yeah. Add some um, tahini some almond butter nutritional yeast olive oil oh, really yeah. good it has that cheesy flavor yeah let's oh. give you the recipe yeah please <laughs> maybe we'll do a large batch in your dehydrator we could we could do a lot <laughs> that would be fun <laughs> your do, next um, products you yeah, can eat right? well yes we're always looking for new products Perfect. um i do sweet potato treats for my dog though all oh, the time so i just slice up sweet potato. he f- loves it okay like goes psycho over it Yeah, and that's a good thing, too, because I know animals can only have certain foods, Mm -hmm. certain products. So I know they can have zucchini. Mm -hmm. So that that is. So maybe you could do zucchini chips. (laughs) Zucchini, sweet potato. He's so funny. He, like, loves crunching really loud. Okay. He's like a little kid. (laughs) So I think he likes it just because he gets to crunch. So anything he gets to crunch on, he's like, oh, yum. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. (laughs) Yeah. So what are some of the other initiatives that you're working on, aside from your Supernola products? Um, so we're always trying to figure out like ways to eliminate food waste. So in our own process, we're trying to, but then trying to like work with other companies because, you know, dehydration is such a unique like manufacturing process that most companies don't do. And if they do it, it's limited to like fruit slices or beef jerky, really. And like they they don't really use it for anything else. So we're trying to figure out, you know, when our equipment isn't running, we're not making money obviously and it's just sitting there and it's kind of a waste so we're always trying to figure out ways to keep it running Um, and one of those things is we're talking about partnering up with um, like a upcycled pet treat company to dehydrate some of their ingredients and then have it so we'll be like kind of an ingredient supplier for them because we'll dehydrate it and then grind it up into a powder and then they give it to their co-man who like makes the actual treats so it's taking like scraps from like spiralized vegetable companies or like pulp from juice companies dehydrating it oh yeah and then it's an ingredient for upcycled dog treats Mm -hmm. so just trying to you know figure out different ways where we can eliminate food waste in the process for us and for other people and you know use dehydration to maintain vitamins and minerals and products 
That's a really great idea. Yeah, I never thought of the the pulp too from juicing. Even when I juice here, yes. I think of like, what do I do with this? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And most of them, honestly, it goes into the sewer. That's true. Yeah, you put it down your garbage disposal, and it, mm-hmm. yeah, even the big companies that do it, and some of them, it it's like needed for the sewer. There's, I've learned so many weird things. Interesting. Um, okay, tell us Sewers more. <laughs> need a specific okay. pH. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and different fruits and vegetables are really good for oh, like okay. regulating that pH of the sewer system. So some of them are like, oh, we're doing good because we're putting it into the sewer system. But it's like, well, it's still Too technically much. <laughs> trash. You know? Yeah. Like, okay. Like, oh, great. The sewer system. But like, it's still the sewer system. So... And not everything can go in there. Like citrus fruits and different high pH things can't go in there. Okay. So just trying to figure out ways. And, you know, it's not like obviously our like primary goal. But if we can do good, you know, on any kind of aspect during this process, then, you know, why not? Yeah, definitely. That's great. Mm-hmm. So I know there's a few initiatives in Milwaukee to do like plastic free and different things with yeah. recycling. So that's great. Yeah, because it's everything you consume and... If you can use byproducts from other companies, that would be good. Yeah. And there's so much waste in food manufacturing too. Like so many people talk about the farmers and then the end consumer, but then there's a whole big, huge part in the middle, which is food manufacturing and how much waste there is in that too. And like, there's so much food waste in our system, yet there's so many people going hungry every day. Yeah. It it blows my mind. So if I can make a little dent in that, then I will be happy. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great initiative. (laughs) So what are, or is there a specific event or experience on your personal journey that led you to where you are today? Yeah. So I was like growing up, I was always sick and like never quite knew why. And I told you before about how I was like 10, I was at sleepaway camp and they made us drink a glass of milk with every meal. And after two days, I got so violently (laughs) ill And it's funny because like, you know, as a kid, you're kind of intuitive and I knew I didn't want to drink the milk. Okay. And I remember like I was the last one in the cafeteria and they were like, you have to drink that before you leave. And I literally started crying. I was like, I don't want to drink it. (laughs) (laughs) And they made me drink it. And then I just got so sick that Mm -hmm. like, I don't think I've ever felt that sick. Um, They thought I had Lyme disease. They were testing me for all these things. And then they realized like they thought I was allergic to well water, or like had some kind of like bacterial. Oh, wow. Like okay. they just had no idea. And then finally they were like, oh, you're lactose intolerant. Mm-hmm. The solution is take a pill before you eat anything that's dairy and you'll be fine, you know. And that was the stupidest advice <laughs> for a doctor to give somebody, especially as a kid. It's like obviously your body doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. A magic pill doesn't solve anything. But I'm Italian and so – my mom would make like, you know, anything with cheese in it was yeah, what so we good. ate. Um, and she made everything from scratch and actually had us on like a really good diet growing up. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I still had a lot of cheese and that was one of the big things. And then I found out later in life that like grains are really a trigger for me too. So, I mean, bread, cheese and pasta is an Italian diet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing was bread and butter and that's like, you know, the magical thing to make me violently ill. <laughs> so I kind of just didn't know what was going on my whole life until, like I said, I got that first job and my boss was yelling at somebody for taking a sick day. And I was just like, okay, like 
I know something's wrong, but I've kind of just accepted it up until this point and I can't accept it anymore. And no doctor is going to tell me what's wrong. So I need to figure it out myself. So, so it's kind of trial and error and trying new foods. Yeah. Elimination. And back then a lot of people were talking about elimination diets to figure out what's going on. Um, and I never even went to a doctor like to this day, I still haven't been tested. Okay. Mainly because I know what it yeah, is, yeah, you but know I kind of don't want to know. Cause you know, sometimes I cheat. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all like, do. Can I afford that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can afford that. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes so good though at the time, right? Yes. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of like, okay, like I, I, I know I'll get tested one day for it, but I know what it is already. You know, yeah. when you get into a habit of listening to your body, you can figure things out pretty quickly. Definitely. You just have to figure out how to do that because we're not really, you know, you know, eating pizza, you're going to feel like crap afterwards. And everybody's just like, oh yeah, that that's what happens after you eat pizza. You know, but that's not, but it's like, that's normal. Not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People so, make it seem like it's normal, but yeah. it's not normal. It's not a good thing. So, yeah, I know I developed lactose intolerance too when I was like my mid twenties and I did a blood panel. So kind of told me what your blood's reactivity is to different foods. So mm-hmm. that was interesting to see what came back and, you know, red meat is like, oh, that's high on your list and things like that. But yeah, but even just listening to your body, like, do you feel good after eating it? Like if I eat all vegetables, mm-hmm. I feel really good, you know, but if you yeah. have something else, then you, you might not. So yeah, definitely makes a lot of sense. So have you found alternatives to still eat Italian type food, but kind of swapping out ingredients? Yeah. Um, so I kind of, it's hard to get my mom to. <laughs> oh, she, did she cook, cook, um, plant-based for you? Or? No. <laughs> She's okay. trying though. Okay. She, she's like, I got gluten-free flour. That's <laughs> a start. Like, okay. Yep. Like <laughs> I like a for effort. I'll still eat it. Yeah. Um, but like generally speaking for me, like grains just don't do my body good. So yeah. I'll eat a little bit and enjoy every single bite of it. But um, Capello's, the paleo grain-free pasta. Okay. Have you heard of that? I've not. No. Oh my gosh. It's so good. I fool people all the time. Okay. And like my friends and family, like they know that nine times out of 10, I'm eating paleo. Yeah. Because it's just, you know, it fits my body well. Uh, but they make like the best pasta and you would have no idea that it's paleo. Okay. And I've tried to make homemade pasta that's paleo before, but I just can't do it. And there it's like in Whole Foods in the freezer section. Oh, okay. Good to it's know. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, pasta. Pasta. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not a sponsor. <laughs> Maybe they should be. They should be. (laughs) But yeah, pasta is interesting because yeah, typically it has egg and you know, the flour Mm -hmm. and the semolina. Mm -hmm. I used that before and I did some cooking in Italy. That was quite fun. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm um, not sure if Capello, I think they have egg in there actually. Okay. So yeah, because paleo I know is, does have some, you know, animal protein sources. Okay. But I mean, I love Beyond Meat sausages. Those are my favorite. Yeah. The burgers or um, impossible burger as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the Beyond Meat over the impossible burger just because it's more like natural kind of ingredients. Yeah. Um, that's something to be aware of too. Even though it's plant-based, is this really good for you? Yeah. You know, cause it's processed as well. And most of the like meat-free products contain soy, which I can take a little bit of soy, but I can't take a lot of soy. Yeah. So same. that's again, you got to figure out listening to your body, what it likes and what it doesn't like. Exactly. So. Um, but yeah, nine times out of 10, when I'm like, I need a comfort meal, it is Capello's pasta and Beyond Meat <laughs> sausage <laughs> and kale. <laughs> yeah, I love kale. Sauteed kale with nutritional yeast is my all-time favorite yes. food ever. So there's kale in the soup I made tonight, but... Good. <laughs> I'm so excited for that. Plant-based meal. <laughs> 
what are your short-term and long-term goals to improve wellness in women's lives? So just kind of overall. So my goal with Supernola was always to make the healthy decision the easy decision for people. So making it like single serving, on the go, really easy and versatile. So you can have it on its own as a snack or you can have it like a granola, like the name kind of suggests or kind of any way you want. Uh, but then also the flavors being really bold and delicious. So that was my goal is to just, you know, the healthy option is not always the easy option. And most times we're sacrificing taste for something healthy. Yeah. And that became so standard for people that, you know, a lot of times they're like, well, no, I want something that tastes good. Most of the time people eat because things taste good, not because it's actual like sustenance for our bodies. And, you know, the everyday consumer just, you know, eats things that they like to eat most of the time, regardless of you know, whether it's actually good for you or not. So my goal with Supernola is just to make the healthy option, the easy option for people and make it available to as many people as possible. Mm -hmm. So focusing on having it be wherever, you know, somebody on the go would be. So like convenience stores and, you know, hotels, airports, you know, in addition to the grocery store and cafes and everything, I really just want it to be like the no brainer for people because they know it's good for you yeah, and they know it won't make them sick. It won't, you know, do anything with allergies unless you're allergic to tree nuts. <laughs> um, and it's going to taste really good, you know, so you're going to feel satiated afterwards. We don't put any fillers or anything in there. So it's really just wholesome, good food for your body. And the one flavor that's going to be in most stores is our new one, the okay. dark chocolate nut crunch. <gasps> oh, dark chocolate. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've tried that flavor yet, actually. I've uh, had the well, other I one. I have some but... for you. <laughs> Yay. Perfect um, dessert. <laughs> it's so good. And the chocolate is honestly like the best chocolate. I had my favorite chocolate company make us chocolate. <gasps> that's amazing. And they're my chocolate supplier because I was like, nobody makes good chocolate. It's completely vegan, completely paleo. So there's no cane sugar. It's coconut wow, sugar and okay. it's totally dairy free. And That's it's great. Like and they source from the farms. It's such an amazing company. But it's so good. Sounds amazing. <laughs> like every time we're in production with it, I'm like, oh, you know, can can I get like one of the utensils and I'll just lick the chocolate <laughs> off of it? When it's mixing it. Yeah. <laughs> so how conscious are you of where you source from? So you said you, you found your favorite chocolate supplier. Mm -hmm. So you just like reach out to them and say, hey, I want to work with you and you. Yeah. Uh, um, I am ever since day one, I've been a stickler about ingredients because my philosophy was like, OK, if I if I can get cinnamon, like do I just want cinnamon or like what is the best kind of cinnamon out there? Yeah. And that was my like up until four in the morning researching things like oh what types of cinnamon are oh, there, there so many kinds exactly yeah. <laughs> and a lot have different health benefits than other varieties you know so I did that with every single ingredient that I put into supernola before I even like made it as a product for anybody else this was just for myself yeah because I'm that I don't know if you call it crazy, but <laughs> no, that's exciting. I mean, that'd Not be intense about ingredients. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great for a consumer to say, okay, do you know that this cinnamon in this pack actually does this? Not exactly. your traditional cinnamon you'd, you know, buy in the store, but yeah. And the nuances, like the thing about red maca, you know, yeah, like I didn't, I thought it was just one maca. I didn't yeah. know there was red maca. Exactly. <laughs> I There's learned something. Multiple. And it, you know, enhances the flavor, but still provides you all those great benefits from maca. 
And even like the fact that your body doesn't naturally process flax seeds if you eat them whole. Yeah, it has to be ground. So they have to be yes. ground. How many products do you see with whole flax seeds? I in know. Them? And I cringe because I know that fact too. Exactly. Yep. And it's so mm-hmm. easy. It it's just passes just, right through you. <laughs> you know, you have to have somebody who actually cares making the product. Yeah, exactly. And apparently most people don't care. So we grind flax seeds. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. And another tip, ground flax seed with water is an egg replacement. Yes. So it's like perfect. <laughs> I just did that in these like cinnamon chocolate chip bars that I made the <gasps> other day. Okay. I want the recipe. That sounds really good. <laughs> oh, I'm so bad with recipes. I just throw stuff together. I do too. And I forgot to write it down. <laughs> That was the one thing. Making supernola was so hard because I'm not good at measuring things and writing them down. Because you need exactly, yeah, when you're making, especially big batches. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, yeah. That's so really like, tough. So like for the first, I was making it for myself for like two years or something and I never measured anything and I just went <laughs> like, oh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> That's this is what it looks like. It tastes good. Okay, great. And then once everyone's like, you need to start selling this and I decided to, I was like, well, I have to figure out what's actually in this. <laughs> then I was like, how many recipes did it take me to actually figure out how much of everything I put in there? To like remake it. It yeah, was a lot. To perfect yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I think um, a good practice is when you start to do ebooks, like recipe books, you're like, okay, I need to know exactly so I can have mm-hmm. other people make this too. And that's what really makes you kind of crack down and be like, okay, I need to get this perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's not easy though. Yeah. Your family might get sick of your recipes if you make it like 10, 20 times, but, but exactly. you know, <laughs> or they might like it. A lot of free food. <laughs> well, yeah. When it's good, they like it. <laughs> that's true when it's good. Yeah. I know. You, I'm sure us being foodies, we fail sometimes too, but that's part of learning, right? You're yes. always experimenting. It's like we're mad scientists in the kitchen. Yes. I kind of love it. <laughs> I always, that's what I always said. I'm like a mad scientist with it, mm-hmm. but it's fun. It is. Yeah. And sometimes it works out really well. It does. Yeah. Like my one, our best selling flavor today of Supernola is our triple berry vanilla. I like that one. Mm-hmm. That was my first shot at making it. Really? I have not changed the recipe since. See, that's amazing. Right? It's got it right. Like immediately. The first one took me two years and that one took me one shot. I kind of, I mean, after a while I kind of knew the recipe in general and kind of knew what I wanted, but yeah. you know, you wouldn't expect it to be that, but nope, haven't changed it since. That's amazing. One and done. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you talked about like different superfoods and the different benefits. So I know I always try to experiment with not using sugar or as much salt to kind of have these spices kind of work for themselves. Like I know cinnamon mm-hmm. you can add to kind of mask, um, or I mean, in place of a lot of sugar, mm-hmm. are there any other kind of tips you have maybe that you're like, Hey, I like to add this to cover this flavor or things like that. That's a good question. Sorry to call you out on that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah cinnamon is like, it was always my mom's secret ingredient. Oh, really? So it's okay. always mine. Up. Like her chocolate chip cookies. It was like the one ingredient that wasn't written down. And she's like, Oh, I have a secret ingredient. Like turn around and have cinnamon in chili like secret really? ingredient in chili yes oh okay. that's my secret ingredient and i can tell Mine you is red wine in chili oh that sounds good yeah <laughs> <laughs> i can tell you people think my chili is like amazing like my family begs me to make it and i'm like honestly it is really easy and i don't even like chili and there's cinnamon in it but i add cinnamon and that's like ah. the magic thing that kind of warms it up and brings it all together and do you make it plant-based or do you add meat to your chili no okay. yeah it has a lot of meat. We do a mashup of chili because I make a really good lentil chili with dumplings I put in it instead Ooh. of noodles. I should try adding cinnamon. That's a great idea. It just it adds <laughs> that like warmth yeah, along the with like, the spicy stuff. So yeah. it's just like a whole body kind of 
thing. I'm all about hitting all the senses with stuff. Yeah. So I'm always like, something's missing sweet, in here. Sweet, spicy. And you're, yeah, I noticed that a lot of your Supernola products do have that sweet, kind of salty, spicy. Mm-hmm. It's really great. Try to balance everything out. You, I mean, you want to feel satiated after you eat whatever you're eating. Yeah. You know, you never, that's the problem with like potato chips. You know, you get something so salty and then you need something else. And that's why yeah, fast it's not food, balanced. Yeah, yeah, fast food comes with soda for a reason. Because it's so salty and you need that sweetness to balance it out. So it's, you know, how do you get all of that in one kind of meal for yourself when you're cooking or one kind of snack? So cinnamon, the secret ingredient. Mine is cardamom actually in baking. Oh. Yeah. So like if I'll make cookies or something, I like to use almond flavoring and cardamom together is amazing. That sounds delicious. Mm -hmm. I love almond. Yeah, me too. cookies and almond anything. Yeah. Or even if you're making, like I'll do superfood drinks. I'm going to make one later too. I'll try. But um, adding in like almond flavoring or extract Mm. or even mint extract, you don't have to add really that much sugar. Maybe a little bit of maple syrup, but you know, like maca, cacao, Mm -hmm. cashew milk, kind of blend it together into like a little latte but yeah I like using those extracts to really mask um yeah the flavors and especially using like spirulina or something the very algae yes. fishy flavor for yes. <laughs> you want to really cover that up so yeah what do you think about monk fruit I can't do it it, it tastes bitter to me I think it okay. depends on your palate so I've tried it before adding it as like a natural sweetener I can't I cannot do stevia either to me it tastes yeah, bitter instead of sweet I don't know why mm-hmm. but do you use monk fruit I started doing it so I made these pre-workout gummies with like oh that's interesting beetroot extract I love beetroot um grapefruit seed extract because it improves oh, circulation actually I've done that adding it to water because it's like good oh. for your like your digestive system yeah yeah interesting okay um and beetroot's good for like circulation and everything so you know when you're working out or you know playing in a game or whatever it is you're doing you you need your blood to be flowing yeah that's a good very freely yeah so i made mm-hmm. these like pre-workout gummies with all this stuff in there hmm. but that was in there and how do you sweeten it a little bit the monk fruit okay yeah just a little bit because it just needed you need something to like offset but i also put true, pomegranate yeah. juice like concentrate oh okay so i was trying to like mask the beet juice as much as mm-hmm. possible because it can be very like earthy flavor very earthy <laughs> yes and you're like is there still dirt on here <laughs> and when you cook it though you have to probably monitor the temperature for that too correct when you're melting like the gelatin or what you're using yeah so i wanted them to be vegan so i used i forget i think it was like agar oh yeah agar i use that to make vegan yes. cheese actually it's like a, another form of algae yeah, yeah. so agent. i use that okay. for them and obviously, mm. I just threw things together and was like, I hope this turns out good. And they did. So, hey. That sounds good. I want that recipe, too. <laughs> We're going to have to have a whole list of recipes I after know. this episode. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I told you I've been so into making completely vegan meals and everything lately. So Yeah, like meal prep. Yeah, definitely. So. Yeah, I've been getting really creative, which is fun. But then also getting really into different superfoods that I never knew before. Yeah. It's always, like, fun. I always try to guess, like, what's going to be the next superfood that's popular? That's you know, true. moringa's popping and... Yeah, moringa. You know, mm-hmm. what what's going to be the next one mm-hmm. and how do you kind of predict it is really fun for me. So... Love to follow you on Instagram, your food adventures. So we'll, I know, I don't we'll post that later pictures, too. But should. <laughs> so what does wellness mean to you? That's a good question because I feel like I started this journey with my own wellness in mind and then all of a sudden like I looked back on it I want to say like six months ago and I was like wow like 
now I'm so focused on wellness for everybody else that my own wellness has totally taken a nosedive. Like I was so focused on my company and the mission of that and focusing on, you know, educating other people and helping other people with their own wellness that I totally forgot about myself. And that kind of reminded me, like, it's important to understand that like your own wellness is going to ebb and flow. And it's not just like a linear line, like life isn't linear and wellness isn't either. You know, there's going to be some times where it's going to take a backseat to things in life and you just have to be okay with that and know when you need to listen to your body and put yourself first versus when like, you know, sometimes sadly, I really can't do that. So I try to figure out, you know, different ways to, to do that, but it's never, you know, it's not a consistent thing. It's always going to evolve as you evolve as a person too. And your life does. That makes a lot of sense. Very good answer. What is one wellness ritual that you do daily or weekly that you'd encourage listeners to incorporate into their lives? Hmm. I'm not very good with consistency. <laughs> Me either. I don't like schedules. I like change. <laughs> yeah. um, I will say my two things. Um, I'm a big like nighttime breather, like especially when I have a really rough day. Okay. I just need to take like serious deep breaths and like let everything go and listen to Enya. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> She's magical, I swear. <laughs> I would agree with that. Oh, I just, I'm like, when I need to relax after a rough day or a rough week, I'm like deep breaths until I feel like I'm just going to pass out and turn Enya on. Who can say where the road goes? I think yes. that one song that's like my favorite song of hers. <laughs> Mine too. Only time. <laughs> yes. Only time that's, oh my gosh. Yep. Okay. I did not know that about you. <laughs> it, yeah. It just, it makes me feel so much better. Um, and then I love to just like take bubble baths and like, watch Netflix on my phone with a glass of wine in a bubble bath and just like forget about everything and I'm like oh I feel so much better I don't know what it is about that but that's my favorite thing yeah <laughs> those are great too like Epsom salts or sea yep. salt and mm-hmm. definitely it's so the, good for your system the one time I ran out of Epsom salt so I literally emptied out my sea salt container <laughs> from the kitchen. it's the same thing it. right yeah. <laughs> I think so do you use essential oils too I do yeah so I have my diffuser in okay. the bathroom which is good for that's when guests come place. too. I have one uh, right here in the <laughs> living space, but that's a great idea. In yeah, the I keep it in the bathroom. But then I play around my Epsom salt. I love lavender. So it just like, I try to keep my apartment to be like my place of like calm and rest. And nine times out of 10, I'm, I'm not there unless I'm resting. So I'm like, okay, how do I make this as serene and calm as possible? So there's always lavender on my bed in the bathroom the epsom salt is lavender (laughs) there you go (laughs) so very cool so what is your personal mantra or theme song that kind of gets you to a good state of mind to start your day or kind of redirect your mindset back to that good place so whether it's a a quote or a a song that pumps you up maybe Enya maybe yeah (laughs) that that brings you down so maybe (laughs) it calms you down (laughs) (laughs) yeah that brings me up Hmm. I don't know I mean, I love like those, like a, just like fire by pink when I'm like, I need to get fired up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> love that song. Um, but entrepreneurship is like so hard, but you just need to like remind yourself, like, just keep going. You know, you, you don't know what's going to happen, but you just have to keep going and think of what your goal in mind is. So my whole phrase since the very beginning was like, just keep swimming. You know, it's from Penny Nemo, obviously. Penny, yeah, that's but a great one. <laughs> <laughs> just keep swimming. Like, mm-hmm. I know what yeah. I want to do. 
I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I'm going to keep going because I'm going to achieve this goal. That's great. Do you like, are you big into planning and setting goals? So say I want to reach this by this month or. I am, but I don't stress out about it so much. I learned that very quickly, especially like when you're trying to like with my brand and building something out of completely nothing, you know, so holding myself accountable to goals sounded like a great idea. But in practice, it just brought me down every time I didn't reach a goal. Okay. And so then I was like, okay, like this is not going to be a step up here. And then you go here and then you keep stepping up to your goal. It just doesn't happen like that. You know, it's a roller coaster and you go all up and around Mm -hmm. and everywhere. And like earlier today, it was a great thing. And then a horrible thing within like two minutes. Okay. (laughs) And, you, you know, so... And who knows what's going to happen? You know, anything could change at the drop of a hat. So having a goal in mind, but that's like a longer term goal and not getting so stressed out about these like interim goals. Okay. Like the small amount. You know, you're like, yes, have goals, but don't like, I was getting down so much when I wasn't achieving a specific goal. I was like, oh my gosh, well, we wanted to be here by then and we're not. And have I even accomplished anything if I didn't accomplish this goal? And it's like, well, yes, you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just not that one yet. You know, so maybe your time frame wasn't right or, you know, the universe always knows when something is right. So, yeah, that's good advice, though. Yeah. For any entrepreneur. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just let it go, but have your goals in mind. Let it go and go to lavender. (laughs) Only time. (laughs) So how can listeners reach you? Um, Via Instagram, I guess is good. Okay. Yeah. So following Eat Supernola. Eat Supernola. It's just at Eat Supernola. Um, and then my personal Instagram is just my first name, last name, Sydney Foys. I'm sometimes funny, sometimes not. <laughs> so, well, thanks so much for being on the show today. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Yes, so, I love talking wellness and everything about it. Definitely. And thanks everybody for listening. Have a great day. When I look into your eyes, I feel sunshine. I